It's the Finnish Football Show. We're back. It's our third show in August 2021, would you believe? And the whole team is back. Joined by Keke. Hi, Keke. Hello. How are we doing, guys? By Rich. Hello, Rich. Hello, Miduk. And that's Rich with his with his Robert Taylor impression. And Mark's there as well. Hey. He's there somewhere. Good stuff. So we we um, promised that we'd get back to you with a, an episode previewing the upcoming World Cup qualifying games. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. Look at the squad, which has just been announced. Preview the three upcoming games against Wales, Kazakhstan and France. We're also going to have a, a little look at the Pikuhukuyat, the under-21 squad uh, and also look at some uh, transfers for Finnish players moving around mostly overseas um, some of them from from Finland itself I've given up the old tradition of asking Mark if he's got any breaking news so I reckon if we if we wait 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 I do have this one <laughs> so I think it's just been, well, I think it wasn't exactly just now, but it was something we don't want to miss, which is that there's going to be more tickets released for the Wales and the Kazakhstan home games that come up next week. Uh, so <laughs> That is sorry. breaking news. You've broken it before yeah. the referee even blew his whistle. You can get a yellow card before the game kicks off. Um, but he's going to blow his whistle now. And let's do this. Let's have a look at the, at the squad. Um, why, why don't we maybe go through our the, the, the sort of three or four of us with a, a few observations? But I thought maybe uh, let's look at who's new into the squad. Um, Rich, do you want to have a, a few words about anyone that's new into the squad for this this round of games? Um, yeah, there, there's two debutants in the squad. Well, certainly, those who've never been called up before for the squad. Yeah, you've got Khan Caden and of Lillestrøm. And Uho Nisila from Corps. Um, now, Nisila is someone that I've been watching quite a lot over the last six years or so. I think the last, well, I think I saw him at a Corps game in 2015. And he's, I think they're playing Honker and he spent most of the game trying to score from corners, which was quite impressive. And then the following game, he actually managed it. Um, he's a really exciting player. He got his big move abroad. He went to uh, Zulti Vagarem in Belgium. Uh, it didn't work out for him. That was the same club I think Mikhail Soisela went to. Um, Nisela came back initially on loan and, and then a full transfer at the start of the season. Um, he's come back to Cups. Really, really exciting stuff. He's filled the gap that uh, Niskanen left when he went to Germany and subsequently to Dundee. And I think it's really exciting. He's... Um, I know it's, it's kind of a bit like Pateri Forsell. He, he likes, you know, he's, he has plenty of shots from outside the box. He's quite dynamic. He's kind of a attacking midfielder, very dangerous going forward. Um, really quite exciting stuff. Um, if anyone's seen Zoolander, he looks exactly like Hansel from there. So <laughs> he's uh, so hot right now. I, yeah. I said to you guys the other day that I'd, I'd seen him a, a couple of times playing against Asikor and he's just an absolute nuisance he's he's everywhere like like you say he's he's moving the ball around he's popping up here there and and, and everywhere over the pitch and he he stands out with his sort of blonde blonde floppy hair flapping around in the wind as he's running but he's uh, yeah he i was pleased to see him get the get the call up um, yeah. um what about Kyrenen from Lillestrøm? Um, well, he he was at Inter previously. Um, he's been sort of on the cusp of the squad. Um, I think he, he was doing well for the under-21s, but I think moving to Norway, um, I would say took him off the radar a little bit because that's unfair. But I think it's kind of, he's benefiting now that a couple of players obviously missing out from the squad that we'll we'll talk about. But he's been pretty consistent. I mean, I saw him quite a lot at Inter, not, not seen him too much recently, but again, promising, he's good on the ball and... You know, he's, he's that age now where he's look, you know, really should be looking at potentially being a squad regular. I'm not saying he's going to be the next 
you know, the, the replacement for Sparv or, or taken over from those. But I think he's shown enough over the years at, at both under 21 and Vakehouse League that, you know, why not give him a shot? I mean, if he gets a, a few minutes or, or whatever against Wales and see where we go from there. And plus, um, Ben Kamara's in the squad. He's banned for the Kazakhstan game. So um, there'll, there'll be a spot there that I, I imagine Schuller will probably slot into. Although, um, as we speak, Tim Sparv went off injured tonight for Hoiko in their Europa mm-hmm. League game. So, We'll see how serious that is. I think he lasted about 40 minutes. Um, so, yeah, it could be, um, could be a couple of changes over the weekend. We've still got a full round of, of fixtures over most of most of Europe. Yeah, it's in, you mentioned about, you know, maybe get a few minutes against Wales, but it's important to, to note that that's the friendly before two um, competitive games against Kazakhstan and, and then away to, to France. Um, Keke, who's missing from the squad that caught your attention? Well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm sat here in my number 19, Yoni Kalko shirt, and obviously um, he hasn't made it. When we when we spoke to Yoni a few weeks ago, we did mention, um, did he have any feeling that he's, he's transferred to the Indian Super League or Indian Premier League would, would have any impact on his international chances? And um, whether you can take this as, as the first indication or not, we don't quite know because he hasn't quite made it to India yet. He's, he's currently in Turku, um, training with his old mates down there at Interturku just to sort of keep his, his fitness up. And, um, and he'll be travelling to India in the next couple of days. So I'm sure once he's back playing regular football, where, um, wherever it is, it, well, we know where it's going to be. It's going to be over there in India for um, ATK. But um, we'll have to wait and see for the next squad announcement to see if that has had a... A serious direct impact, mm-hmm. and the um, the other one that caught my eye, which I, I thought was a bit considering his um, his recent form, is Juha Pirinen. Obviously, he was one that didn't quite make it to the um, the final selection for for the Euros, and um, and he seems to seems to have been overlooked again. I'm um, I think he can feel a little bit hard done by, but Rive does seem to have gone with a few of those a few of those upcoming youngsters in the. Uh, in the squad there, I mean, um, yeah, we got uh, Ivanov is there. Obviously, Daniel O'Shaughness is there, and um, and yeah, when you you've got you're, you're taking those guys, Nikolai Alho's in there as well. When you're taking those guys, there's only so many spots you can fill, I suppose, and um, and and Yuha misses out. But I, I I just think he's over there in Slovakia. He's playing playing well, and um, you know, I, I I certainly feel a bit bit gutted for him, and uh, yeah, I'm sure. He um, he might feel the same. One, um, one sorry, go on. Sorry. I was going to say, um, Johanny Oyala. He um, he moved to Motherwell recently, and uh, he they spoke about him. He's not in the squad. Uh, Rive said that he wanted to stay loyal to the team or to the squad that was at the Euros, and and in his opinion, that none of them have done enough to warrant being dropped. Um, he made a point of after Oyala was was dropped from the squad for the summer and there was a bit of bit of a falling out. You know, they, they said, oh, you know, the, the road's still open and everything. But um, Oyala's got his move. He's playing in a, a decent quality league, but I think he's going to have to do it a bit more consistently to, lod- to dislodge anyone in there because that's pretty much the same line of defenders he took to um, Russia in the summer. He um he picked up an assist actually at the weekend. Um, mm. Johanny Oyela got got up well to meet. I think it was a corner. Got up to, well to meet a corner. Nodded it down and um, yeah managed to pick up an assist as his as his new Motherwell teammate sort of um, poked it over the line. But yeah, I mean it's a it's a decent standard up there in Scotland. And um, if he, uh, he he may be able to force his way back in. One thing that caught my eye talking about players missing is there's only two goalkeepers been named. The squad is usually you see it. We're looking at the squad picture, which is in the in the show notes blog post, and uh, normally there's three keepers at the top of the top of the picture, but there's only Radetzky and Euron, and nothing wrong with that. You know, you would expect those two to be the two that actually played, but if someone did say injured... they'd had a third at some point, but um, I wonder if he couldn't couldn't make his mind up. I think with. Uh... Nicky Mayampa starting in Serie A at the weekend against Napoli. Uh, Antti Jukola's, I don't think he's had a particularly good start to the season at Bristol Rovers, although his manager's Joey Barton, who's not exactly having a great time of it at the moment either. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Carl 
Johan Eriksson had a blinder in Sweden the other day. I think uh, a lot was made. He had one of those games that you get every so often where nothing can beat him and he's he's in charge. So um be interesting to see who he goes for for number three. Mark, any yeah. any any comments about the, the, the general look of the, the squad? Well, I mean it's good to see well Robin Lord's not there right so that's a, that's obviously a big I mean that's a kind of a, a big thing for us creatively it's good to see Robert Taylor in there who we spoke to last time out and is in massively is in fantastic form even though his club is is going through some stuff so I think I think that's gonna that's gonna be tricky for us I think the other thing that that I noticed anyway is that I'm guessing now that's it for Albin Granland like uh, it's Uran and Wright Alho and Hamalainen in the fullback positions and, and Granlin didn't make it to the, to the Euros. And I think he's now 32. So I think he's probably not going to get that much of a look in anymore. And that's a bit of a shame because I always really liked him as a player, really industrious, good going forward, good defensively. He always gave 110%. Um, and then the other thing that I noticed is uh, Yasin Asenun, who moved to Emin uh, recently, he started playing for Emin. I think he's played three or four times. So far, he's starting to find his feet in in um, Holland. Uh, hopefully, we get to see some more minutes from him, probably in the Wales game. Hopefully, in the Wales game, because uh, he's he's a he's a young lad. There's a couple of young lads in there. Like in addition to Kairin and Nisila, there's also Santri Hostika and, and Asenun. And you think, you know, this might be actually this might be nice to see some of the young kids go out and, and do something, do something good. So I think we've got we've got the chance to test some young kids in the friendly. And then we've got enough. I think we certainly, well, certainly, we've got enough for Kazakhstan and then France. It is, yeah. um, it is certainly <laughs> looking like a bit of a glimpse to the future, isn't it? With mm. these young, younger guys sort of coming through and being, um, rather than just getting to the squad and then dipping out again, being consistently picked for a couple. Obviously, we had the Euros, but a couple of squads now. So um, yeah, I think it possibly is a little, a little window to the to the future there. It shows a bit of Rive's thinking that Hostika has been back in Finland what, less than a month. He came back from yeah. Poland, I think, and he's gone straight into the squad. Um, yeah. I, I think, um, I mean, Rive's named, I think it's six. Or have I got the count of that wrong? Well, there, there's a number of uh, Vegas Liga players in, in the squad anyway. Um, so he's obviously looking at that as a, you know, I think a reward for for good performances. But yeah, he's um, he's very much back in Finland. I wonder if if he's going to stay at Hoyuk or, or move on again. But um, yeah, he it's, it's interesting. I think, you know, Lod's injured. Uh, Kauka's not match fit in any way. Um, and I think now that, you know, that we're like, that we've talked about before, the, the international calendar is so warped now. Normally you'd have a two-year cycle after a tournament. We've got essentially... Months until the end of this league again. So um, I think we'll see any bigger changes after after the winter. But it's nice, yeah, nice to see some people get rewarded for good club form. It's um, another interesting one for me, just saying about obviously, I mentioned Juha Pirinen there. Um, I mean, there was never any question that Paulus Arriuri and Jana Toivio would be, um, would be named in the squad, you know, the, the stalwarts there at the back. But um, but yeah, Yuka Raitala has made it as well again. So obviously after um, Rich, Rich said that Rive was staying low to the to the guys he took to the Euros and um, Raitala was one of those. So, um, so yeah, he's, uh, he's, um, he, stayed, he stayed in the squad there. I mean, um, yeah, he's, he's had a couple of runouts for Minnesota United in MLS. But um, yeah, it's another interesting one. And... Just we will come on to the um, to the games specifically um, in a moment. Um, or maybe maybe we should do it. Maybe we should do it now because we we said that there's the Wales friendly and then there's two Group D World Cup qualifier games. So it's firstly at home to Kazakhstan and then away to France. So the the table is again in the in the show notes, but. France are at the top as a group of five. France are at the top with seven points. Ukraine are second with three. Finland, and, and those two teams have both played three games. And then Finland are, are third with two points from two games. Bosnia 
one point from two games in Kazakhstan, the same one point from two games. It's just about goal difference down the bottom there. Um, so it's yeah, so it's Kazakhstan followed by followed by France. Um, are we expecting the the Wales game to be somehow experimental? I mean, the, the, the squad is showing signs of this experimentation with the new players that we talked about. Um, what do you what do you guys think for the for the Wales game, and then how that might change for the competitive games? Well, given that it's a triple header, and I think I should go. I mean, this might be one of the cases where I get proven completely wrong, like with uh, with uh, um, the league, the Nations League. But I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the triple header, because I mean, fundamentally, three games in a row in in the, what is it, six days, something, six seven days, something like that. It's it's going to rule out. So it means Spar, if he recovers from the knock he took tonight, he's he's good for maybe one one and a half. Buki won't play three games, right? Um, Force might, but again, you know, the, the Premier League clubs will have their, their like half an eye on. Brentford will have half an eye on how many minutes he does. So anybody that's that's in a in a really competitive league probably won't get, won't be able to kind of go go play in all of the games. So I'd imagine he'll use Wales as a um, as a testing bed because you don't really want to take the risk too much against Kazakhstan. But our recent form against Wales isn't great. Like I think that the last two games with when we lost with Urunen's red card and then we lost one nil to that, that ridiculous Kiefer Moore sort of bundle mm. over the line. Like it, we, the the games between Finland and Wales tend to be kind of attritional. So I, I mean I think we can only hope that he tries to experiment because you know it's uh, we'd like to see a bit of action. Yeah, I think you know we we owe we owe Wales one really, don't we? So um, I mean, I completely yeah. agree with you, Mark. It's um, it does seem a bit difficult, especially with it being the uh, the first the first fixture on the list. You know, um, you, you're not going to risk anyone getting injured for those for those more important World Cup qualifying games, are you? And it's um, it's a bit of a tricky one, but it would it would be nice to. I mean, they've got, they've got to travel. They've got to come over to Helsinki. But it would be nice to see us get get something from from bloody Wales. I'm sick of the sight of them, to be honest. And and also, like if you play if you play a kind of uh, less experienced team in the Wales game, and you someone said that that um, Kamara is is suspended from the Kazakhstan game, so already you're going to need someone. To come in and and take his place. So giving giving players the 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 Wales game means that that maybe those that weren't expecting to start the competitive matches get some game time and are a little bit more ready if they need to if they need to step in. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, we've talked about before the Euros and, and during really. Like, what are Finland's midfield options when you go past? Sparv and Kamara. Now, Kamara's going to miss the Kazakhstan game. As Mark said, we don't know what Sparv's injury is like yet. We're looking like possibly neither of them will play against Kazakhstan. Um, Schuller is in good form in Sweden, so I hope you'd imagine he'll be one of the starters. And then, what does he do? Does he go with a two, go with a three? You know, it, there's a lot of decisions to make, and you can experiment against Wales, but... Um, it's difficult because again, you you want to get a little bit of momentum, but um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard to read too much into that whale starting eleven and see where he's going from there. I think um, it'll be a chance to give a few people a cap, give a few people a bit of a run out, and you know that again that whole experience of playing for your country. Rob Taylor talked about it last week when we spoke to him. It was you know he was nervous. It was getting that shirt on. You know we, we forget uh, you know this is playing in front of fans again, there's going to be what, five or 6,000, possibly more, I think at the Olympus stadium for the two games. So, um, you know, some of these guys haven't played at home in Finland in front of a crowd. So it's, you know, just little things like that, you know, it's, it's useful for off the pitch stuff as well. I think some of the interviews we've done and some of the people we spoke to talk about, you know, playing for your country and, and doing all that. And you don't really want to be pigeonholed into one game, you know, big game, and it's all just it all goes a little bit over your head. So hopefully that'll be a nice little smoothener for him. And I think, a, I think also, sorry, yeah, mm. but I think it's also going to be the same. So that that same sort of strange thing with the with the triple header is is also going to apply to to Wales for the at least for at least for the Wales game. So Bale won't play 
for sure. Probably Aaron Ramsey won't play. You know, any anybody that's that's in that sort of. I mean, it, it's a good question whether or not they'll, they'll risk Kiefer Moore even because he's sort of a big burly forward, but he'll definitely play in the following games against Belarus and Estonia. So the, will they will they put him through three? three games in a row i mean yeah, fair enough he used to work at leisure, leisure center so he's you know probably pretty fit but um but i but i think they'll there'll be a fair amount of rotation on their side as well so with a bit of luck we can get a little bit of entertainment out of that one and what how do we feel about the um not necessarily what the teams will be, but but how the games against Kazakhstan and, and France are going to go obviously everyone's remembering back to last winter and the uh, 2-0 win away at France and the the wonder goals from Falakari and Force so but we can't Same expect again. that again this time can we <laughs> Keke well, you, you're you're gesturing to me do you want you have something to say no I mean um, yeah more of the same please I, I'm, I'm happy with that <laughs> oh you were just saying that you'd you'd settle for another for another 2-0 win and yeah yeah yeah, I mean, France have come off the back of the Euros that they were expecting to win. Um, they've got a team of players who on paper are potentially certain going forward and in midfield, some of the best in, in the world. Um, I mean, bear in mind, you know, we, we've joked before that, you know, they put out a reserve team-ish against Finland, but then Finland played a mostly a fringe squad against mm-hmm. them before. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is this obviously the circumstances are different. This is a competitive game. Um, I'll, you know, it's, it's hard to tell, but you'd imagine that if France turn up with Mbappe, Griezmann, although Mbappe's got other things on his mind at the moment. So, you know, he might be, yeah. might be distracted by his big move. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think Finland's main obviously priority for this will be to get hopefully a win against Kazakhstan, at least come out of this window with three points, and build up, you know. I mean, the the runners up spot in this group is is the crew. Yeah. So the um, the thing about France is particularly the way that they went out of the Euros. That's not a happy camp. And I think, like 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 Rich said, so Mbappe has got got his mind on a on a on a transfer. Griezmann's working out how to sort of let's say fill in the boots at, at Barcelona. Martial can't seem to make two passes in in the Premier League. So I think, I mean. It's not a. This isn't a bad time to play France. You know, confidence. Is, they, they'll be they'll be looking to get a response. They'll probably hate playing coming up and playing against Finland, because we're going to do what River is going to do. So I'm I'm absolutely sure we'll have five at the back, and we'll have as many defensive players as we can in the midfield, and we'll be looking to hit them on the counter. And if we can do this in a similar style of how we did it in the friendly, which is if we can frustrate them for, you know, for the first half or the first thirty minutes, forty five minutes. Then by the time they get to the second half, they'll fall apart, you know, because I think that's the that's what we saw in the in the in the Euros, you know, they thought they they had was it was it Austria or Switzerland? Was it Switzerland? Switzerland. Yeah. yeah, they thought they had Switzerland all beat, and then as soon as Switzerland sort of start to give them a bit of a game, and get get physical and and start running at them, uh, they just sort of they they, they stop being a team. It's it's always been a team of individuals. So I think I think we I mean. We can certainly aim for it to get a point out of it, but like Rich said, if if we uh, if we come out with three points, we'll have done all right. Yeah, I, I think I think same same thing. Three three from Kazakhstan and then hope for a draw. I mean, um, Kazakhstan got a uh, got a draw out of Ukraine away, um, so it's, it's you know. You, you would hope to think that we can get a win there, but it's, it's not, it's, we've got to be on our game. It's not a foregone conclusion. Mm. You know, um, I, I, had a, I had a quick look at their, their squad today and, uh, I mean, 98% of them are, are, are home playing in the, the home league there in, in Kazakhstan. There's a couple in the, uh, the Russian Premier Division, one for CSKA, Moscow, and a couple of other clubs. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they 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 all they all know each other very well. You know, they're they're not going to be they're not gonna, they're not just there to turn up. That 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 one each away in Ukraine is a um, bit of a bit of a warning sign. So yeah, we're going to have to be going to have to take them seriously. I think. I think France only beat them two nil, if I remember right, and they had they had a proper defensive approach against against the French. So I, I, I you know I think 
you know, I think we the days of expecting like somebody like Kazakhstan to rock up and us to put a cricket score past them, <laughs> they're over. You know, I think these guys they are going to come up and be well organized. They're not going to leak, you know, goals like like crazy. So we just need to try and yeah, yeah, just try and keep stick at the game and and uh, be solid and score. Play the game. Play the game that Finland have been playing the last couple of years and yeah. not the game they played four or five years ago. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. The the just to recap for the uh, of the fixtures. So it's Wednesday the the first of September, uh, seven o'clock kickoff, finish time. Um, that's the Wales game. Then on Saturday the fourth, is that four? Yeah, four o'clock kickoff. So afternoon kickoff uh, is the Kazakhstan game. They're both played in the Olympia Stadium in Helsinki, and then on. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday the 7th, the France game away, 21.45 kickoff finish time in Lyon. Um, before we have the halftime break, what about this, um, Rich, the under-21 squad? They've got two games coming up against Estonia and Croatia. Um, what caught your eye in that team? Um, I mean, we've we've talked about it previously. We weren't sure what was going to happen. A lot of players have, have transitioned up from the under twenty ones to the seniors over the last sort of year eighteen months. Um, there did seem to be a slight chasm in where the next lot were going to come from, and yet in the last few months, over the the pre season for the club teams, um, some of them have had a couple of moves, and it seems all of a sudden that perhaps certainly the the future isn't quite so doomed. Um, you've got players like. Oliver Antman, the superhero we all love. He's a <laughs> FC Nordjylland in Denmark. He's like started, I think he scored two goals in the last couple of games, looking really, really impressive. Um, and then he's got Leo Walter with him as well, who's who's coming off the bench. So they're getting minutes in, in the Danish top division. Um, Lucas Bergstrom, who's a very highly rated goalkeeper, um, he's been named in the Chelsea senior squad for this season and be given a squad number. I think he's their, I'm not sure if he's their third or fourth choice goalkeeper, but um, he's um, decent. Uh, Terry Ablade at Fulham, he's, um, he was on the books of, I think it was FC Jazz for quite a while as, as a youngster. Mm. He's gone over to Fulham and he's the top scorer in the, uh, I think the under 23 Premier League. Um, for Fulham, so he's doing really well. His it's one of those weird stories. His dad played for I think um, was it Ghana in one of the World Cups and moved over to Finland after that. But um, that's good names about Julius Taurinen and scored his first goal for Freiburg second team last night. Uh, we talked on the last podcast about Ansi Suhonen at Hamburg. He's starting for them in the uh, second Bundesliga and. Um, a couple of other names, Anthony Olusanya at Hoiko. He's getting game times, getting minutes. Etimumo has gone from Ilves to, to Lecce in Italy. He's you know, getting good moves there, getting minutes at big clubs. And, and you'll know yourself, Mark, and Daniel Hakan's Asiko. He's in the yeah. squad as well. He's linked, but he's been doing quite well in the Vekas Liga. Yeah, he, he has. He, he scored a, a, a beautiful goal uh, a few weeks ago uh, from long range. And, and, He's one of those players that that sort of the previous season was a bit peripheral, but this year has has played a lot more and and is showing more in his game as well. And and a, there's a couple of other Asiko players there. Puru Hanola, who we talked about also the last episode, looks like a really a really good player. And I'm sure he'll go back to Hoyikor at the end of the season. I don't think we'll get another year out of him. Um, but right at the bottom of the list in the uh, in the show notes uh, is Matthias Vanienba, who I've been banging on about now for a year or so at Ashikor, and I think he's now only, still only eighteen or nineteen, um, but has sort of been playing his way up through the uh, through the age groups. So it's good to see uh, good to see him there as as well. Yeah, the um, it's, it's nice to see these young kids. You know, some of them are going abroad, some of them are staying in in the Vekas Liga, but um, they're starting to get picked up. I think, um, I mean, the coverage of Finnish youth national football has been quite good over the years. I think there's been a lot of, uh, the, the Palolito are doing quite well. At, you know, they're showing their games. I think they're, they're encouraging people to come to the, the little tournaments that they do. And um, 
yeah and even little you know it's nice to see little things like um Sinisalo was on the bench for Aston Villa last night in their League Cup game um so you know these guys are getting some some good experience and um it'll be nice to see in in two or three years time once again once this cycle is over um how many of them can can push into the senior team because the, the next step you know a lot of them are at big clubs in big leagues but in the second teams and in the the youth setups and stuff and see how many of them can can push on really very good let's um let's take a pause the referee blows his whistle and it's time for our halftime break and I thought rather than just talking this time I'll try and do something a bit clever so let's see how this works there we go so yeah I just thought I'd I'd show those watching the video the uh, the finished football show store on T Public. we talk about it often enough so I thought I'd just have a little scroll through and show um, I also said to Rich either on the last show or after the last show that you know this is our first season's worth of merchandise we've seen a few of these uh, Finnish football show team colours uh, logo team colours shirts have been have been bought um, and I'm going to come up with a new design for next season and I'm going to put the year of the of it there and try and try and create a little bit of collectability so if you want one in your team's colors with no year on it that'll be really collectible like my one here is and uh you got all the order bakehouse league league clubs there's a few um sort of generic finnish football show ones and then of course there you can see the uh the owl design it's not necessarily strictly an eagle owl but it's an owl design and uh you can see there's tpublic.com and then finish finish football show um and we've also then got the the, the donations rich tell us a little bit about the uh, buymeacoffee.com yeah buy me a coffee buy me a beer um yeah we I say we previously had some some very generous contributions uh you can buy us, I think it's the equivalent, is it three euros? Uh, or you can buy them in multiples. I, I don't know how many 330 mil cans of Carlsberg they'll buy you. But um, <laughs> three euros doesn't get you many. If you could yeah. donate a couple of those uh, of the units of that, we might be uh, we might be in. Yeah, but uh, thank you for contributing to the bar bill of myself and Keke at the uh, Finland-Denmark game in the summer. That was, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, to be honest, I mean, a lot of podcasts bleat on about it, you know, the, it costs money for the hosting and the zoom and all the other bits and bobs that we have to pick up and sort out for this. So, uh, yeah, every, everything is gratefully received. Very, very much so. And, uh, the, the link there is also in the, uh, in the description, wherever you're watching or listening to this, I've put the link just down there below. So it's nice and easy and, uh, and feel free to, uh, to drop us a coffee or a beer or whatever. Um, before the second half kicks off, we've got Yasil Lassipuli. And let's throw it over to our, our regular uh, for this for this feature, which is Mark, this is you, and you uh, you sent this through to us earlier. What is the word? Kavarisyötte. And what does Kavarisyötte so, mean? It, if you translate it literally, it's like a buddy or a friend and pass. So like, okay. uh, like a pass from a buddy or a friend, but it's uh, the equivalent in English football slang is a hospital ball. So if you give somebody like a proper cavalry suit, it means that it means that uh, either you've pinged it off their shins and it, and it goes <laughs> it goes all over the place, or you've dropped it like a meter short, and then you're gonna have to throw yourself into a fifty-fifty to get it back. And, and it's interesting that the Finnish the Finnish phrase for it has almost the opposite meaning to how we think of it in the UK. You know, hospital pass is a negative thing. A, a, a buddy pass actually sounds quite quite good. Like, oh, my buddy set me up for an open goal, but it's not. Uh, I think I, I think there's a fair amount of Finnish mentality there. So yeah, yeah, kaveri kiitos, Okay, and we'll now. Head on, start the second half. And we want to look at some of the recent transfers. Um, so in the in the show notes, there'll be a list of some of these and also the link to this regular 
blog post from Vakehouse Liga where they list all the transfers by by the team. But um, Rich, I think to start with, you had some uh, some transfers to to highlight here. Um, yeah, I mean, since the last show, Ilmari Niskanen's move to Dundee United was confirmed. Although I think he's still waiting for some registration stuff. He did highlight there was an interview of a, uh, the Palolita website. Um, how difficult it's become since Brexit to move to the UK. Um, he's a full international for Finland. He's got several caps, I think six caps in the last year or so. Um, Eto Vertanainen is waiting. He's been, I think he's been seven weeks since he last played. He's currently in Scotland waiting to sign for St. Johnston and uh, he's still waiting for his work permit to come through. There's a, the, all the new regulations around sponsorships and and that these things take so long. It's um, it's sad. I mean, I'm still talking about it. Ilves, obviously now managerless, but um, well, say they sacked their coach last week. But uh, Vertinen has been removed from their squad, and um, yeah, he's just sitting in a travel tavern in just outside Perth, doing very little. So uh, yeah, it's a shame. And this is what we we discussed this in the last show as well, didn't we? In yeah, more detail why why this is becoming an issue. Mm. Um, so who who else has managed to make a move recently? Um, I mean, Eto Momo was mentioned before. He's gone from Elvis to Lecce. Um, he's over the last, I think, this year during the Finnish Cup and, and in the league, he's he's stepped up um, quite a bit. He's he's looking quite promising. Um, one player from Vegas Liga who's moving to Scotland and have one is uh, Juan Allegria from Honka. He, I think he's he's uh, due to be signing for Glasgow Rangers this weekend a lot of him because he's Colombian he is therefore automatically the next Morelos um, he's only scored twice in Vegas Liga and um, I think the two goals in the game against Dilvers were from a combined distance of about three yards but um, he's going there so Honka will get a fee for him um, yeah a couple of Honka players on the move I think they're losing another one to Lecce as well but um, yeah it's um, interesting times um, Sort of domestically and um, yeah, with the transfer window sort of closing all over the place, we're still hearing. I, guess, I assume Kamara's staying where he is, but um, yeah, you know, interesting for the Asicor fans to hear that Murillo, our marauding left back, has already signed a deal to move to Hoyiko next season, which is. I think it. I think someone's been a bit naughty leaking this. Whether it's whether it's the right thing or not for for him to have done, it's certainly not the right thing to to kind of let it out into the into public. Um, and well, I think the, it. So it's, yeah, go on, Mitch. I was going to say, well, Hoyko already have a player called Murillo, so um, yeah. Two, How many do two, they need, really? Is this the way to to Murillo? Um, Sorry, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to go. I can, I can actually <laughs> remove him from the from the call. I think, yeah, get him out. Um, My lap back. Go on then, come back. Um, this this is a Murillo with one L, uh, so that if you need to differentiate between the two of them from the back of their shirts, one is with two L's and the other is with one L. Um, but yeah, it was a bit. I think it added to the the kind of flatness at the at the recent home game as well. It was flat on the pitch. It was flat in the crowd, and I think that going into it, thinking, "Oh, we're doing all right," but still, this thing has happened. Um, and I don't know. I, I think also. The game was quite flat because we've SC Corps had three games cancelled recently for COVID at other clubs. Well, actually, one was 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 within our club quarantining, but not actually COVID. But anyway, it was very it was very flat, caused by several factors and not helped by the fact that one of our players is off to Hoyukor next year, and we already know about it. Uh, Keke, yeah, just wanted to. Um... Speaking about transfers, just wanted to mention, and it also coincides with uh, with the Hukiat squad. Um, another player who's um, who's missed out and uh, is uh, is Sauli Um Understandably, he's, he 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 was unfortunately injured after being named in the uh, in the Euro Euro squad. But um, after an absolute, what can only be described as a disaster at his club Kievo, um, I think due to some sort of I think it was financial issues or some sort of management irregularities. They've been, they've either been 
relegated or gone out of business or or something. I don't know what's gone on there, but he um, he's made the move. He's managed to stay in the Italian Serie B and he's joined Cosenza. And um, he's uh, he's feeling fit. He's um, he's made his made his debut for his new club. And um, yeah, so uh, good luck to Sauli. I mean, it's it's great to see him pick up a new club in um, in in Serie B there in Italy. And uh, hopefully he can force his way back into the Hawkeye squad soon. Um, and one one more I noticed, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I only found out the weekend that uh, Emil Jaskalainen, the son of Yussi and brother of goalkeeper Will, he's um he's left Kendall Town in I think it's the Northern Counties Premier Division. Uh, and he's gone to the uh, Long Island University Sharks soccer team. So um, I'm not sure what level they are, but he's doing quite well. He's got four goals in his first eight games. Yeah, I mixing that with his studies, hopefully. I don't know um, if we've mentioned it already, but um, yeah, Nico Hammerlein, and he's left QPR. He's gone to MLS in LA Galaxy. Yeah. I mean... I don't think that there's not going to be another podcast on the face of the planet that's going to go to that level of depth for for Finnish for Finnish players. So just hats off to you, Rich, for, for that one. That's well, he's he's a Yaskalainen, isn't he? It's um, there's it's a legacy. True. It, they they have the most wonderful accents because they grew up in Bolton. So <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Long Island University Sharks. I got that name right, did I? I'm Can, putting this yeah. in the notes now. So, yeah. Long Island finish in Bolton. That's going to yeah. be, he's going to be, it's going to sound beautiful. But, uh, <laughs> but actually, so yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah, you, you mentioned Keke, Nick, Nico Hamalainen moved to the States, right? He moved from, from QPR. I think we also probably didn't talk about Jere Urunen, who, who moved from money to Brest, right? Yep. And, and managed to dodge Messi. So they played PSG. I think they lost to PSG Brest last week. Um, um, but Brest I suppose he's up front, front, didn't they? Two big, two big ones. <laughs> but two he's, um, to be fair, he's um, he started off he started off really well, Yari and then he's had yeah. a, he's had a couple of decent games and um, and yeah, I mean uh, it's it's arguably a step up from. I mean, he had he had plenty of years in Belgium. He um, you know I think they won the cup, didn't they? And he's he had plenty of success there. But arguably that 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 is a step up going over to um, Ligue 1 in uh, in France. Yeah, yeah. And how did and two games, two goals for a lad who's just moved, Tim Vauderen, who's back. Yes, I know you talked about him last. I feel bad because I missed the last one, like because of yeah, because of work. But uh, we didn't get to talk about Tim's Tim's move. Well, yeah, How does he look? He he's, he looks fit. I think that's the main thing. That's I think because he was sat in his ass in Albania doing nothing. Um, for eight, for a year or so, but um, I mean, it's, I mean, we we joked in our WhatsApp group around how well he do, and against Gutepe, he looked like Lionel Messi at his best. You know, he absolutely destroyed him. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he did nothing against Union Berlin last week, but I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll go on to that. But um, I've, I've, again, you know, he's a proven goal scorer at that level, um, and while he's probably a good signing for cups sort of squad depth and stuff i mean i think um yeah it's it's gonna be difficult to see really i mean he's, he's not gonna get a better move than that to be honest just um just one last one last move uh or possible move there's um rumors circulating that oni valakari could be on his way to ac milan um he scored a couple for for paphos at the weekend and um, in the celebrations, he was he was sort of tapping the tapping the club badge in a sort of you know I I love Paphos, but please don't feel bad if I go somewhere else type gesture. It um, obviously remains to be seen, but yeah, there's some some rumours circulating about that. Well, I saw that last week. I think it was either Milan or, or Red Bull Salzburg, and there was a fee of around four million euros that was mentioned, yep. which for a team buying someone from the Cypriot league is enormous. Um, I mean, I know Valakari is, I guess you could very much pigeonhole him as potential, but um, I mean, four million. I mean, let's be honest, if he goes to Milan, really to be right on the fringe of their squad at best, I mean, Salzburg might be a better move for him in, in the long term. There seems to be progression through those RB clubs as well, doesn't there? So, yeah, very much. 
Hmm. Yeah, it shades the air of Markin in there a little bit. Like you wouldn't hmm. want him. AC Milan's a massive step. Hmm. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's and it, look, he's a really talented kid, obviously. But um, yeah, you just I just want to make sure you just want to make sure he keeps playing games because hmm. that's most important. Okay, so I'll put I'll put the links to the other the other kind of um, transfer info in the in the show notes as well uh, you, rich you just touched on european fixtures it's uh the the cups game is kind of going on as we're recording at the moment so we won't have any def- anything definitive in the podcast but i'll, I'll put the, the final score in the notes as well but mm. how are things looking at the moment um well ha- it's currently half time in the the second leg of their playoff is with union berlin um it's nil nil in this okay. game but they're four, four nil from the first leg so uh, let's be honest. I mean, it was that, that first leg last week. Um, Union were very efficient in the first half hour. The seventh best team in the Bundesliga gave Cups a, a bit of a schooling, really. Um, I mean, again, Cups weren't that bad, but Union were efficient. They were strong. They were what you'd expect from a, a good level German side and, and really put... I mean, they took the foot off the gas massively. I think if they kept it on... Um, it might have been quite embarrassing, but it ended up four nil. Um, but yeah, they've they're playing in and a good good experience for the cups players. They're playing in the Berlin Olympia Stadium tonight, and um, yeah, it's nil nil at halftime in that game. So, I mean, it's a, I mean, cups have done well to get this far, really. I mean, they've got through three two legged ties to get to this stage, and you know, it's good experience, and they'll they'll learn a fair bit of money from it. It's just a shame they. Won't get through to the group stage now, but um, yeah, they've done really well the last couple of years in Europe, to be honest. So um, I think uh, for them, you know, they've, they've signed a new deal with Simo Valakari to stay as manager for the next two two seasons plus an optional third. So I mean, things are things are looking good at Cups, and um, you know, the, the stadium's making very slow progress. But um, yeah, it's um, I mean, it had to end sometime. Let's be honest, but it, uh, gives, it gives something to build on, though, doesn't it, for for future yeah. seasons as well? So, well, very, well, very much. And, and as you know, we talked about before. You know, in the Vakas League, they're second, and they're playing Hoyk on Sunday, as we're recording. And you know, it's nice to have. I mean, we're still there's still a big gap at the top, and we're still a fair way from the end of the season. But it's nice to have two teams in the Vakas League playing at a very good standard. Talking of Hoyiko, they they also played tonight. Um, how did that tie finish, Keke? Um, the game finished five uh, two to the away team Fenerbahce. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I was really hopeful for tonight for Hoyiko after a brilliant display last week um, away in in Turkey. They came away with with just a one nil reverse, and and they they played they played really well. And um, as I said, was so so hopeful for tonight. But yeah, they they were undone already in the first sort of fifteen minutes. And Enna Valencia, ex of uh, West Ham United, managed to pop up with a an early brace, and he added a third later on. Um, the Risky Brothers came came in with a goal apiece. Um, I think uh, yeah, the, the first one. What did the first one get it back to two one? And um, and we thought, hold on a minute, like there there could be something in this. But yeah, I mean. Fenerbahce, they're a, you know, they're a, they're a, a, a European side with with pedigree. So it was um it it was a tough ask. But as I said, I was so hopeful after last week. But um yeah, the Turks have just proved a little bit too strong. The I mean, Hoyi you know, core story continues because they dropped now into the yeah. group stage of the con. We we talked about this last episode, so they they have made it to the group stage. Having started in qualifying for the Champions League, yeah. they've ended up in the group stage for the conference. But but that is good, you know. Obviously, the financially it's it's a much lower level, but it it keeps a Finnish team in European competition at least up till Christmas. So it's something for us all to sort of get behind in in some competitive European football. Exactly. Yeah, that. I mean, um, I'd, I'd, I'll have to sort of hand over to you boys in a minute, especially our uh, UEFA coefficient league specialist, <laughs> Rich. But, um, but yeah, I mean, exactly what you said there, Mark. I mean, just to have a finished team continue. There's There's been other people, similar to the Nations League, there's been other people in who support 
clubs from bigger leagues, what have you, bemoan the uh, the creation of this Europa Conference League. But for clubs like Hoyekor and for leagues like the Vekas Liga, it gives us the opportunity to support our sides in um, in European competition, um, you know, further into the season rather than just dipping out of these qualifying rounds. But yeah, sorry, Mark H, were you uh, you wanted to say? Yeah, I, I mean, I just wanted to say that, I mean, so Fenerbahce are they're a proper team. In, in addition to Ener Valencia, they also had Mesut Ozil was was running things in midfield, which sort of shows you the the the, the quality of the opposition. Um, but I think, I mean, the, the last couple of games that Hoyuko have been in, I mean, even tonight, they scored twice against a pretty good, you know, a pretty, pretty good level team. The Riskies... They're they're going to do good. Valencic is is a quality player. Spav's going to get another season of European football under his like under his belt. You know, I think there's I think they've got a fair chance to to do all right. You know, maybe he's even get out of the groups in the in the conference league. So I think I don't know. I think it's it, like like Gekke, I think it's a good thing. And I think I mean I don't see anybody with the greatest will will in the world to to Tim Vernon. At Coops, I don't see anybody else giving them really a, a headache in the Vekas Liga. So I think they can properly, properly prioritise Europe. Mm. And and it's all well and good people being sniffy about the Europa Conference, but I tell you what, Arsenal would give their right leg for a European Europa Conference place, Richie. No, that's all right. We get to play Wimbledon at home in the League Cup, Milk Cup, where it's called. <laughs> yeah, the that's good. Are you, are you yeah. ready for this? We'll have to have a watch oh, along. Born ready, mate. Born ready. <laughs> yeah, this is big. You know, playing Wimbledon used to be a good game back in the eighties and nineties. So it it's it been did. a while. It's yeah, been a while. It certainly, it certainly has. Um, it's just a shame, you know, that we didn't get we, we, Wimbledon. Don't get to invite Arsenal to, you know, a nice brand new stadium that you know with a bit of noise. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's still a library at Arsenal, but. Um, but no, I mean this this conference league looks looks interesting. I think um, as you touched upon, there's I think Hoyuko are probably going to earn their annual budget just for competing in the group stage, probably more um, for next year. There's going to be six games for free home, free away. Uh, the likelihood is they'll probably get a team of a decent standard as the top seed in there, whether it's Union Berlin or ugh, Spurs. Um, Although well, Spurs lost the first leg of their playoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the draw I, for that is on Friday of this week. Yeah, mm. Hoyko might do well to us. But um, it's, it's going to, I mean, you've got teams like Roma, Feyenoord in there as well. So um, it's um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Hoyko are going to be proper bottom of pot four, I think. Um, maybe, but, although there's a, there's a team from Gibraltar in there who are rated higher, which says all you need to know. Tottenham Hotspur are currently, after 25 minutes, leading 1-0. Some fella called Kane scored a goal after nine minutes. Michael Kane. Apparently. (laughs) Um, Let's just have a a little, a a very, very quick kind of overview of what's going on at the top and the bottom of the Vakehouse Liga before we sign off and... uh, Jump in the sauna. Um, so, as we've said, Hoyiko are top with 44 points. Coops are second on 35. They've got a game in hand, but that still leaves them a good six points shy. And uh, although, you know, if they play Hoyiko and win on Sunday and win their game in hand, then they're three points behind. That starts to get a little bit more interesting. Um, currently third is into with 29 points. So there's a bit of a gap there as well. Um, and then fourth, Lati on 27, and fifth, Ashikur on 27. Um, interesting thing there, because of the cancellations that I mentioned, Ashikur have only played 15 games, so, you know, win those two in hand, and they're up to uh, up to third, and uh, starting to get a little bit lightheaded, being quite so high up the up the table at this, this time of the season. Um, below that, then, is Honka with 21, and... and Hoy Gore with 20 and uh, Ilves with 20. And then we're getting, getting down towards the bottom. Um, so a few weeks ago, Arce Olu were rooted at the bottom. They had a, a big transfusion of uh, players that can play football. And they've won a few. And they're now sitting in ninth with, the, with 16 points. Uh, above Haka in 10th with 15 
Maryham, who I don't know, have they scored yet, Rich? Have they won um, yet? They, well, they, they did win one game, but um, they sacked their manager this week. I think there'd been a long campaign for him to go, and even the chairman, when he was interviewed in on the local press, didn't even give him the dreaded vote of confidence. He just went, <laughs> It's not good enough. I will speak to the board. And within a couple of hours, he was gone. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, he's gone. Um, as you mentioned, Ilves sacked Yarkovis. Uh, was it last week, the week before? Um, we did say it was due to running results, but there's been some stories in the press that behind the scenes, I think, yeah, it was just one of those. It had kind of run its course, and I mm. think they mm. they needed a new direction. Tony Carlio has, has taken over as manager there. But, um, yeah, all have done really well. They, I, think they, I mean, they bought five or signed five new players mm in the summer and um, all of them have kind of taken in and they won, I think three out of five. Yeah. To take them up. That's right. And they're, they're, you know, pushing themselves away from, from bother for sure. Mm. Um, and it just leaves Cortep here at the bottom 12th place with eight points and, uh, and looking like they're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I do Go feel, on. I do feel for, um, for Yarkovis. I, I think, um, Clearly, like a couple of years ago, he got them. He got them really close to to a title, and I always thought they played really nice football. I always thought, you know, I think he had that thing where he did he ban slide tackling, something like that. Like when he when he first came in, and he, he sort of changed the whole ethos at the at Ilves. And um, I think they sort they kept they kept selling players year after year, or letting players move on. And I think he, he would have just needed a bit. Bit, bit more back in to get back up in competition and I just think it's a it's a bit of a shame because I mean yeah they've had a couple of bad results but I don't think it's um you know I think he needed he needed more support to to go and to go and win he's a good manager and a good manager who will end up with a job somewhere else in the not too distant future you imagine yeah um okay there's the final whistle and we've got our Final little segment, which is following. And Rich, you suggested someone today that we recommend the the listeners follow. Who who are we following this week? Um, well, yeah, this this time I'm gonna suggest um, Boris Wistabamarino. He's the kit man at Hoiko. Um, he's um, very active on on Twitter and, and Instagram. He's really good sharing a lot of sort of behind the scenes kind of things. I think with Hoiko in Europe. Um, you know, their, their official channel will share more polished videos and clips and things like that. He's, um, he shares a lot of things, you know, behind the scenes in the dressing room uh, when the, the players are on, on their travels and stuff. And and I know we, we really shouldn't be bigging up the competition. Well, are they competition or are they colleagues in the Finnish football podcasting world? But um, he's one of the guys who, who does the Palo and Bolo podcast. Um, they get, I'd love to say as good as guests as we do. Um, they've got Tamer Puki coming up, um, but um, I'd say what? Yeah. But um, hey. yeah, I mean they're 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 really good guys. They're, and um, and yeah, he's very worth following on on Twitter and Instagram for all your behind the scenes stuff. And he does does a few other bits. I think he's a coach at Eps as well. Very good. Yeah. The link the link is there to his Twitter profile at Boris Wistubamar, all slammed together. Yeah, um, if, you, if you do have to do that Finnish languagey type stuff, then okay, you may as well dabble with. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. so there's yeah. only one original English language Finnish football Finnish podcast. podcast. That's right. Can I suggest another type of following, which is that if if no one's seen it, uh, the the videos around Samuel Anini Jr. on Ooh, you get them on yeah. Twitter or you can get them on Utkonen. He's a he's a clubio four youngster who is ripping up the uh, the the next tier the second tier in Finland and looks he looks like he looks like a proper boy like this this kid's going to be poor special it's funny cuz Klubi and Ukkonen have been generally quite poor i mean it's, it's a mm. they're a junior side basically and Mika Varanen is their coach but um oh yeah i mean some some of the goals seven goals he scored this season uh, they put a little highlights reel on on Twitter today, and I say one of the goals was uh, reminiscent of a young Thierry Henry. Saying I'm not saying he's going to get there, but some of the he's been watching some videos. Um, yeah, re- really, really impressive. So is this the Hoyi Core Twitter that people should check out? 
Uh, but it's on the Miest and Ukenen Twitter. Oh, okay. um, they, yeah, they they get the feed from from the Rutu games. But uh, yeah, they they had little highlights real of his goals today, and three of them, and the the last one was very special. Very good. Okay, I'll I'll find that and put a link in there as well, so that people can find the uh, the the little reel. Okay. okay. That you're, that you're while we're while we're talking social media, I just want to um, say a. Uh, a big, a big thank you to um, Palolito for sending Mark Hayton such a lovely birthday wish. That was, um, <laughs> he had uh, Linda Salstrom and Joel Poy and Palo popped into his inbox to say happy birthday to him. So, um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Nice, uh, nice little touch from the Palolito there after they've cast their net far and wide, getting everyone's details into their database, just um, dropping little birthday messages, letting you know that they're still thinking about it. I think it's a nice little touch. So Yeah, good good point, Rick. Uh, Keke, well, well done. Okay, let's wrap it up. It's three minutes past sound at o'clock for me. Follow, remember to follow our Facebook page for content coming from the FFS team, so podcasts and blogs and so on. Mark is probably going to be quite busy over the next 10 days with match previews and reports and things like that. Um, you'll also there find a link to our Facebook group where you can, you know, join in with the conversation or, you know, maybe ask a question of that. Um, there's also Keke's excellent Instagram page and the Finnish Football Show YouTube channel where you'll find this video and all the previous episodes. You can also follow one of us or all of us on Twitter. I'm at Explore Finland. Mark, who are you? At FC Swarmy. Rich, who are you? Escape to Swarmy. And Keke, who are you? At Keke Mullari. That's right. Congratulations. You all got it right. That's it for this episode. Until the next one, thanks a lot for listening. Bye-bye. Moi, moi. Moi.